Amen. Well, good morning, church. Um, I hope you feel encouraged because that was just an awesome worship set. And I hope that story really encouraged you. And um, there is a purpose for us starting off this service in this kind of manner. But before we kind of get into the talk, I want to quickly introduce myself. If you don't know me, um, my name is Alec Alvarado, and I am the youth pastor here at this church. And if this is your first time visiting, um, we wanted to give you a special welcome. And for those who call this place your home, um, welcome back. And for those online, we're glad that you're able to tune in, even though you're not here in person. But um, I, earlier I mentioned that we, you know, purposely wanted to start off service in kind of an upbeat manner where maybe you got excited or just felt as if you were finally worshiping God for the first time without it having to be a slow song. I know that kind of normally comes into our mind when we walk into church, we're like, okay, the upbeat song's going and Kim's jumping and dancing and everyone's kind of doing their thing, you know, and they're going awesome. And I can't wait for like the slowest song to hit where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna calm down now. These are where all the emotional tears come. These are where maybe my hands come out of my pocket and I finally begin to worship. But we kind of wanted to change from that to a place where we were rejoicing and excited. And we hope that story really did that because today we're gonna be kind of focusing on the things that God promises us. We're gonna be focused on something of an, called an inheritance that God has actually given every single one of you here in this room and those watching online that we get to look forward to because obviously if you've been coming around here for the past you know, month and maybe month and a half, you know we've been in this series called What a Mess. And we've been talking about this not only in our, you know, our staff meetings, but we also have a meeting on Monday nights where we um, pick people that are within our congregation that aren't on staff, aren't elders, um, aren't really attached to the church, but just besides attending. And they come in, they say, hey, here's some great things we love about this sermon series. And hey, here are some things we think you can focus on more. So we've been talking a lot about this series. And one thing we call, we kind of all unanimously agreed on was that we're kind of over talking about 2020. Is anyone else here in, in that kind of thing? Yeah. And if you're online, go ahead and drop an emoji. I'm kind of aging myself, but go ahead and drop an emoji or a GIF, whatever, if you agree with that. But I feel like all of us are kind of just like, it's time to move forward. Yes. Amen. Thank you for that. Go ahead and give it that praise. Amen. Yes. And there's something to say, though, about recognizing grief. There's nothing wrong with recognizing grief. There, there's nothing wrong with recognizing pain. There's, there's nothing wrong with recognizing that, man, I've been struggling, whether that was, you know, related to yourself or just what last year had for you. And, and I think that's okay for us to do, not only as just human beings, but as Christians. We do want to talk about those things. We do want to focus in on those issues and say, hey, there's some room to heal. There's some room to bring that to Jesus. There's some ways to recover from that. But also I think once we've done that enough, it's time to move forward. It's time to look forward and say, what does God also say about the future? What does God also say about what's to come tomorrow? What does God say about once that chapter is done, I've read it, I wrote it, moved on. What does God say about chapter two? And this morning, that's where we're gonna be at. That's why we started off worship with three upbeat songs because we want to say, hey, we've experienced what we experienced last year and some into this year, but we're done. We're moving forward. We're looking at God's word and seeing what he promises us so we can look to that instead of keep looking back and saying, man, that was tough. That was hard. I don't want to relive it. We want to look forward and want to rejoice in the promises that God has for us. And that's why we purposely started service off this way. And this sermon um, title is going to be called Renovation. 
And maybe some of you kind of get a picture of maybe your home, how it was before it is now. But that's kind of the idea we're going to be looking at here in this verse, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. So if you have a Bible, please open up to that. And if not, we're going to have it for you on the screens. This is what it says in chapter 1, verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood, grace and peace be in abundance. Verse 3. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance an inheritance, we're going to be focusing on that word a little bit today, that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Amen for that. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Verse 6. In all of this, you greatly rejoice, Though for now, for a little, while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, and the church said, amen. Verse 7, look what follows that. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So obviously, when we look at this, we say, okay, there were, there were several things happening. And Peter here is writing to a group of people who were in exile. And when you hear that word, it's not a rejoiceful word. It's, it's not a happy word. It's not something that we look forward to. I can't wait to be exiled. It, it's something meaning you're removed from your people group. Whether it's a people group, or maybe an actual land, a place that you would reside. But he was writing to exiles who were either taken out from their people or the land that they lived. And he's trying to encourage them. And he's saying, hey, all you people, we get you're in exile and it's tough, it's hard, it's rough, but there's something of an inheritance that you actually have in our Christ Lord because of what Jesus did on the cross in the grave, that you can look forward to something. And obviously, I mentioned earlier, I don't want to mention too much about 2020, but we can all say we've been through some kind of trial recently. We can all say that we've been through a trial. We don't have to name it. We don't have to go into it. We can all agree that we've been through something. And, and what's awesome about scripture is it says, hey, those trials aren't just things that just come and knock you down and they're pointless because th- that's, that's difficult to kind of stomach, right? That's difficult for you and I to say, man, we might come across some things that we don't like to talk about, we don't like to experience, and it's just for nothing. No, what the scripture says here is there's a purpose for that. There's a purpose of going through some sort of trial, a fire. There's a, a refining that happens. And if you're honest with yourself, you know that's kind of like how marriage works, okay? And I've been married almost for a year and I've made it, it's great. Um, But we can all agree that marriage is kind of like a trial sometimes. Like when you have that really good and deep relationship with your spouse, there are sometimes some heated arguments you get into. There are sometimes that two people who aren't made the same may bump heads and you may get to a heated argument. And words are exchanged. You say things, man, why did I say that? I'm so dumb. I shouldn't have said that. I could have been more of this and that. But it was said and it was done. But what's awesome is at the other end, you go, okay, 
let's, let's talk again. Once tempers have calmed, once the anger and the rage and the frustration maybe has subsided after yelling it out and getting after each other, let's come together. Let's sit down and maybe talk about how I could have used less you know, harmful words towards you or maybe how you could have handled this. And you talk and you work it out and you come out of it. And what is stronger through that argument, through those apologies and through moving forward is your relationship. And, and I'm slowly learning that with being married for one year is that my wife doesn't like me and there's sometimes we're gonna go at it and that's okay. But through the trial and through the fire, we can look back and say, you know what? This relationship is actually worth more than gold because we've had some tough times. We've talked it out and we've moved forward. See, anything in our life that we greatly value, that we deeply cherish, is sometimes we have to walk through fire. And in this verse, we see that they were tested by fire. We were tested by fire. Looking back at the year that we don't want to mention, we've all walked out of that. And what may have happened to some of you is that you went through that year and maybe your faith was a little rattled. Maybe, maybe it was shaken up a bit. Maybe that foundation that you had was just hit hard by everything that we experienced. And we said, man, this, this is kind of discouraging. I thought my faith was so strong, but the church was taken out from underneath me. And there's some other things that happened that, man, I'm kind of like nervous about my faith and God being in control. And maybe you started to look and said, I don't like how this looks. And maybe you got stuck in looking at all the negative aspects of how that year just really hit your faith, hit your faith, hit your faith. And maybe you're at a place now where you're like, how do I come out of this? How do I leave what a mess behind me and move forward? See, and that reminds me of when I was um, renovating my house. My wife and I, we purchased a house back in March of 2020, which is crazy. One, to get married during a pandemic, but then two, dive into the market, you know, and buy something. It was crazy, but we're like, hey, we're doing it. We're trying to move in by April and we bought it in March. So we literally had about a month time frame to get the house like ready to move in. So, you know, of course, you know, being the super manly man that I am, obviously, um, that's right. I heard some amens. Appreciate that. Um, I had to go to work on that house. Okay. And let me just be honest with you. I didn't grow up in a household that was like super like chip gains. Like, like, let's say like something falls down. I'm like, oh yeah, you just have to get the, the, the re barbed wire and you know, you just tie a loop-de-doop and it's good. I, I didn't really know things like that. You could tell how I just described that. Right. And Jeff is laughing at me because he's a construction. He's like, that guy's a fool. But I'm not this guy that's like this super handyman. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to bring my uncle who's amazing and all that stuff. And I'm just going to like learn. So I'm learning how to take the floors apart. I'm like, this is great. Like just destroying stuff and things are flying, scraping the popcorn ceiling. And like, this is fantastic, right? And as I start to like take this place apart and really get down to like the foundation of this place that I bought, I started saying, why did we buy this? <laughs> And a lot of you like, yeah, like you start to uncover things. There's like cracks. I learned that like the house, I don't know who made it. Like God bless them, but they didn't like level anything out. Like my front door leans heavy to like the left upper side to when I close it, it's flush on the left-hand side. But as it goes down, the door kind of slants and there's always this cold breeze that comes in. And I'm like, I didn't even see that. My floor is just a crack in the cement. I'm like, that doesn't look good. Taking down, you know, our, our cupboards and there's like things. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did we get ourselves into? 
Why do we think there was a good idea to buy this place and to discover there's all these cracks, there's all these flaws, nothing straight? How are we going to live into this? Oh my gosh, my wife walked in and being women, they like naturally see things in detail and they freak out more. I might seem like really big things like, oh, there's a crack, obvious. But she walks in like, oh my gosh, what's that? What's that? We're both freaking out, right? How are we going to make this into something that is going to be livable? How are we going to make this into something that's going to be enjoyable? And we could have both focused on all those cracks, all the unleveling of the house. We could have looked at the foundation and said, man, this is super discouraging. How are we going to move forward from this? What are we going to do? How is this going to ever turn into anything that one day we'd say, man, it's beautiful now. And we could have stayed in that moment and just looked at all the negativity. But what did we do? We decided to look forward, right? To the dream, to the idea of what it can be. Of how, yes, discovering all these flaws, these cracks, these things we wish we didn't uncover as we were taking it apart slowly and slowly. But then we said, you know what? We can look through all that trial, through all those bad things, or we can continue to look forward what we dream of what this house can be and how it can look. And we forget about all those things and we improve on it and make it better. And that's what we did to get our house to where it was today. How we love it there now. The unleveling, it's still there, but it's not on my mind as much because I'm not focused on that. All the cracks that we saw, all the way that we could have been super discouraged, they're gone now because we had hope in the future of something that we will inherit, that we could focus on and enjoy, that we say, man, we saw a lot of issues. We did the work to put it in, to make it look nice, to make it look appealing. Man, look how it is now. We have new floors we have great countertops. We can't see that crack anymore, but it's still there. But man, thank God for that, that we can look forward. See, and our faith is very similar to when it comes to renovating a house, right? Is that we were all through a trial. And there are a lot of things that you're exposed, maybe not just in yourself personally, but also in your faith. And you said, man, I'm not too sure. I don't do this enough as I thought I did. Church was gone. How did I continue to build on my faith? Man, there's so many issues with where I'm at right now. But what's great about our faith is that when it goes through trial, it goes through the fire, God uses that to refine us, to make it stronger. Look at verse 7. It says, These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. See, the scripture says, hey, you may see some things right now that you're unsure of in your faith. You may be at a point right now where you think, man, my faith wasn't as strong as I thought it was after what we've been through. You can choose to look at that and just stay in the negativity to stick into the mess like this sermon series is called. You can continue to stay there if you want, or you can look at it and say, it was a trial that tested my faith, and now I can look forward to things that God has promised. I can look forward to this word that we saw earlier called an inheritance. And see, here's the thing sometimes I think a lot of Christians forget about being a Christian, is we think, okay, I come to Christ, my salvation is secured in him. And now I'm called to stop doing things. Now I'm called 
to not do this anymore. Now I'm called to stay away from that. And that is an aspect to our faith, but we forget that the Bible promises us that Jesus has given us something. He's promised us something, which is an inheritance. The ego, you know what? I didn't do anything to deserve it, but it's being given to me. And we forget that God has called every single one of us to that same inheritance. See, we have an inheritance. You and I have heaven to look forward to. We go, there's this place that God has promised to us that everything that we're experiencing, similar to the trial we just went through, there's a place where those things no longer exist. There's a place where all my sorrow, my pain, my hardships, the stress, the anxiety, the doubt, the fear, all those things that we may recently experience, there is a place where they no longer exist. And it's peace, it's love, it's mercy, it's grace. And that's what Christ promises us as Christians, that we have this inheritance that we get to look forward to. And in the meantime, when we go through those trials, our faith is just being refined to become this beautiful image where people can look at you and I and say, how were you able to get through what we went through and still be like you are right now? I, I have faith. See, what I experienced was just a fire. It was just a trial. It was just renovation on a house that I went through and it worked on my faith. And I have something that's promised to me, not because of what I've done or anyone else around me, but because of Jesus Christ that they get to look forward to and keep moving forward. See, sometimes here on earth, we hear things of inheritances, but sometimes they get taken away from us. We, we all know that sometimes when we have people who pass away, who has a will, maybe, you know, your name's written on there or someone else, that usually what happens when they pass away, they say, hey, here are the things I'm going to give to this person. Here are the things I'm going to give to this individual that didn't do anything to deserve it, but I'm just going to give it to them. And sometimes that gets really tricky with attorneys. And if you have, you know, maybe a sibling that you just don't mesh with and there's things that get into there and it gets dirty and it's difficult, maybe sometimes it gets taken away. The beautiful thing about this inheritance that you and I have in Christ is nothing that can happen here on this earth can change that. Because here's why. This inheritance was sealed in the resurrection. The inheritance you and I have was sealed in the resurrection. Look at verse three in 1 Peter chapter one, verse three. It says, praise be to God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Peter is saying, hey, people who are in exile, it's tough, it's hard, it's difficult, but you have an inheritance. And if you don't know something about the Bible, God's people have been promised a lot of things. And they always come to fruition, but there's times where they're in a period of the desert for 40 years, trying to figure out how do we get to this promised land that God has promised us? How do we get this inheritance that these people are talking about? Because it's difficult right now. It's hard. How is it given to us in the New Testament right now as Christians? by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. See, we can go back and look at the empty tomb. We can look inside and say, oh, this is probably one of the tombs, the tomb that Jesus died in. And we could walk inside of there. And instead of seeing a body laying there wrapped up, 
sentencing a tombstone saying he died here or lived here and died here, it's going to be empty, right? We walk in and we go, wait a minute. I thought this was a gravesite. Where's the body? See, in that resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, that sealed this inheritance, that sealed this promise that scripture has given us to where nothing that we experience can take that away. Nothing can come in and say, hey, I'm going to steal that from you because I have more power. I have the ability to do this. No, it was sealed in the resurrection of Christ. And if you believe in that, you have an inheritance. So everyone sitting here and watching online, if you've made that declaration to follow Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you have that inheritance. And no trial, no fire, nothing last year brought, and even what this year could bring us, could take that away. Why? The grave is empty. The tomb's empty. Our Lord and Savior isn't still dead, waiting for a resurrection. He already had it 2,000 years ago. And because he beat death, because he beat sin, you and I have that same inheritance. And this is why we can rejoice. This is why as Christians right now, even though we've been through a lot, we can be the happiest people right now. We could be joyful. Why? Not because everything in life is going well. For some of you, it might be. But for most of us, it's just not right now. So how are we able to do that? We should be those people that walk around. And we don't have to be those who stand in the corner and say, repent, Jesus. We don't have to do that. If God's called you to do that, awesome. But you don't have to do it in that manner. You could just do it in the way you carry yourself. And say, you know what? I can choose to look at now and all the things that are happening, all the things that I've had, or I can look forward to an inheritance that's been sealed by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and I can live in that. See, church, that's how you and I move forward, is we live in that resurrection. We live in that promise. We live in that hope that Jesus Christ has given us. That even though we can go through fires, we can go through trials, our faith can be tested, our faith can be rattled, it could seem unsure. We say, you know what? It's not about the present, it's about the inheritance. And I have that. I have that as a Christian, so I can be happy. I can be joyful. I can walk into any situation saying, you know what? It may be difficult, it may be hard, but the battle is won because the tomb is empty. See, we wanted to purposely make today rejoiceful. We wanted to make today a day of uplifting you instead of reminding you, oh, here's this, here's that. It happened, it's great, we talked about it, but now as a church, it's time for us to turn that chapter and say, but what does the Bible say about inheritance? What does the Bible say about promises? What does the Bible say about our future? Let me read it again. Verse three, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Church, that's us. We get to have this living hope because of the resurrection. And we want us as a church to move forward with that. If you're still grieving, that's okay. Everyone has their own time to grieve and it's shorter and longer than different other people's. It's fine. But we don't want to continue just to look at that. 
We want to move forward. We want to live in that living hope. We want to see the things that God has promised us come to fruition. And as the band comes up, I want us to be thinking about that right now. You, you can think right now, maybe of 2020 and some of the things it brought, just for a moment, just think about those things and let, let those feelings be there of, of everything that we experienced. And some of us may be harder than others, but at the same time, maybe some of those emotions come back, some of those doubts and worries. I want you to think of the resurrection and say, man, I have this promise. I have this thing that can't be taken away from me. I have this thing that could bring me joy right now, that could bring me peace amongst the fear, peace amongst the uncertainty. I have this promise, this hope that was sealed in the resurrection. And what I want you to do is to rejoice in that, is to walk out of church today and say, you know what? I feel renewed. I feel joyful. I have a promise. I have an inheritance. I have something that I can look forward to despite what is going on right now. So would you close your eyes and bow your head with me? See, church, we want you to come out of this with a faith that is more precious than gold. We want to experience this right now and say, God, you promised so much for us. God, we have an inheritance that may be a little bit farther away from us right now, but God, it's still there. And God, you didn't give us these empty promises, this empty hope, but God, you gave us something that was sealed. Something that was sealed in an empty tomb that no one else has, God. And we as Christians want to live in that. Now, Lord, we can look at our present circumstances, but Lord, we won't look to the future of what you have for us. We want to rejoice along the way. That we can say, my God is alive. He has promised me something and it's been sealed. So let's walk in that church. So Father, we ask that you will encourage our hearts right now. That God, those watching online, you will encourage their hearts right now. And remind us, Lord, when it gets really tough, when we really feel that fire, when we're walking through that trial, that God, you remind us that we're not only being refined, but Lord, we have a promise that we can look forward to and keep striving towards. So God, help us to remember that. Help us to live in that. Help us to walk around with a rejoiceful spirit and share that with people around us who can look at us and say, how are you doing that? Well, it's because I have an inheritance that was sealed in Jesus Christ's resurrection. So Father, let that be our spirit today. Let that be our spirit this week as we move forward and go through life and all the things that it brings us, God, that we'll be focused on our inheritance that's been sealed by your resurrection. So Father, we're so thankful for that. We're so thankful for that inheritance we have. And Lord, we want to rejoice. We want to give this over to you, Lord. And we pray this in your name. Amen.